the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. The Wednesday edition, the Ash Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Kath, good to see you. I see you're in your bare arms. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It is so incredibly hot in our offices. Yeah. So I, I, I'm getting ready to leave my house today. Mm-hmm. They're um, it, I'm in the middle of a, a home renovation, yep. and they are sanding the drywall today, so there's no heat on mm-hmm. in the house because mm-hmm. they didn't want, of course, make the dust go Stir all over the house, sure. right? So there's no heat. Now it's a beautiful sunny day, but oh, it's still fabulous. 50 degrees. So it's, it's spring out there, though. But but it's cold in my house. Yeah. Okay. So as I'm getting ready to come here, I think, well, I have to put on a sleeveless shirt because it's going to be 90 degrees in my office. Right. And was I lying? No. Did I miscalculate? No. No. There's a river of volcanic molten lava <laughs> floating down the hallway. It's just it's Seriously. so hot. So yeah. I had so I was f- freezing at home. I've come into work roasting mm-hmm. and I, I think I just need a nap to find a happy medium. You take a nap? Oh. Take a nap. Just, get the next 2 hours. Don't take right. a nap here. I need all you, okay? Right, then I won't. I mean, what the hooter lead? Hey, I, I would think about this uh, I've been thinking about greetings about Hi, that kind of greeting? You know, like coming, hey, okay, when you send an email, because we live in the, do people, because I don't do this, like I get emails like, hey, John, hope you're having a good week, or hey, happy Wednesday to you, or- I never I, say that. I never say that, and I was reading- But I do still hope that they have a good week. I don't think it's necessary, when I, I just, it doesn't yeah, let's get to Let's get down to the heart of the matter. Right. Okay. Is there you, an etiquette towards that? Do you sign your emails? I've got that, you know, the hard sign. What about the, like, so we have our signature thing, you know, John yeah. Hall, the ride home, whatever. But before that, like, do you say, you know, gr- gratefully, John? I struggle with that as well. Do you, because Sometimes I tend to mo- not put anything. S- I tend to just make my statement or ask my question and get out. Right. Does anybody care? But is that, that rude? Do it, people getting my email saying, well, she is know. rude. It, it all depends. And she's wearing a sleeveless shirt at work. Right. Do you say best or blessings or oh, I'm not saying blessings. Grace and peace. No. Well, or, grace and peace is okay. I mean, I you know, you know, I don't know. I, it's just very complex. Keep it simple. Christy, what do you say at the conclusion? Of your oh, do you do you have a salutation? Listen, when I worked in the church world, I always, you know, said like, "Hey, how's your week going?" Oh, did you? Oh. And like, yeah, and you know, you in, were nicer then. I was, and in Christ, I I was like in Christ, yeah, Christy. But then you know, I came I came here, and nobody <laughs> nobody does that. Right. So I, I stopped doing it. Yeah. What do you mean nobody does that? Like, I mean, we are in Christ, yes. but we don't say it on no, our emails. But like, people don't even put like a nice greeting. It's just like, hi, Christy. Do right. this. Yes. Does it matter? I mean, it, does that bother it, you? Not anymore. Now I'm like, whatever. At okay. First, at the beginning, though, it, it bothered you. It did. I was like, wow, everybody here is just so direct. Godless. We're godless. <laughs> 
God yeah. listen direct. Because we didn't say in Christ in our in our email clothes. I don't think so. I don't think so. But that's interesting that 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 her initial impression, John, was that we were kind of cold. Well, not cold. not not just you guys. You know. Everyone. Oh, okay. Right. Not just us. She went from working in a church ministry, and now she shows up at right. Christian radio, and all of a sudden, she's it's like, like, wow. These people are like, they've lost their, their moral okay, but, okay, bearings. Okay, but here's the thing. There's something about working in radio when you're on the clock, that you're always on the clock. Let's just be direct. Can we, let's can we let's just get do, on with we, it. We need to do this thing, and we need to get out, because there's another thing we have to do. I, don't, I, look, I spend my life like that. I think social graces are extremely important. You're very good. I think you're you're excellent in written form. Fine. And no, you, you you handle so much correspondence. You, I think you do a great job. But you know what I mean? Like saying hello to people, being kind. The social graces, yeah. the lubricant, okay. right. holding like, the door open in, for people. Interpersonally also. In person. Inter- oh, okay. Yeah. In person. Mm-hmm. The email thing, that's a false world to me. It's not a false world. You, I mean, it's not you, a you false. You probably send a thousand emails every five days. Okay, maybe it's bad vernacular. Not a false world, but it's you know, it's not face to face. So, like you say, I just want to get down to work right, and just, skip all the stuff. Because right, when someone says to me, "Hope you're having a good week," like in my mind, I'm not saying, "Yes, I am. Thank you very much." Or boy, How I really, boy, I'm really not having one. Or whatever, you, right? Boy, boy, your hopes have been dashed. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that there are people, you know, who are in the business realm who, you know, do business etiquette as a living and probably would say, you guys are off base. You should be doing this correctly because it would help you in your whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't know. too bad it's not happening. Right, too bad. <laughs> Sorry, Christy. Sorry to bring you down. <laughs> when I sent you an email today and it said, print, yo. Yeah, I, I did. That was it. You did not. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That was it. There was no greeting. Wait, you said print yo. Print Print yo. yo. Uh She was offended. She's not going to speak to you, although the two of you are sleeveless today. That's right. So sisters and sleeveless. We're presenting a unified front. (laughs) Very nice. All right. That's Tom Foolery. Without further ado, Kath, there's a lot going on in the world today. Please, uh, the top stories, give us the top four at four. Yeah. Situations continue to develop in Ukraine. I give you number one for Wednesday, March 2nd, 2022. A recent alleged assassination plot against Ukrainian President Zelensky was foiled over the weekend, and the Chechen servicemen sent from Russia were, quote-unquote, destroyed, a Ukrainian security leader said today. So um, this was a plot that they were able to detect before it came to pass and the person who was supposed to be i guess the uh assassin was liquidated ouch we're well aware quote of the special operation that was to take place directly to eliminate our president Mm -hmm. and i can say that we have received information from the fsb who today do not want to take part in this bloody war Mm -hmm. uh so that's from the washington post it's the reality of what it is, right? Yeah, we sure. all know that that, that, that man is in incredible danger and everyone in his family is in right. incredible danger. He would danger. be a feather in someone's cap. Yeah. One of the people I'm praying for today. I bet you are too, John, yes. right? Number two, ExxonMobil closing its operations in Russia, joining fellow energy giants BP, Equinor, and Shell in pulling back from the world's third largest oil producer after its invasion in Ukraine. I wonder if they expected that. If Putin, as he de- developed war plans, I can't imagine he expected that. Right to think that there's. I don't think he. It doesn't seem like he expected most of the things that mm-hmm. are currently happening. It's surprising, isn't it? 
It's a new way of fighting war in a way. This is what Exxon said. I was surprised to see this. It said, Exxon Mobil supports the people of Ukraine as they seek to defend their freedom and determine their own future as a nation. We deplore Russia's military action that violates the territorial integrity of Ukraine and endangers its people. See, they backed it up. I mean, that's billions and billions Exxon's of dollars. Exxon's Russia holdings were worth more than $4 billion. Mm-hmm. Number three. Russia's space agency today, John, raised doubts about its future involvement in in the International Space Station, adding new uncertainty um, as the the NASA makes plans to start. I was going to say National Aeronautics and Space Administration, Mm -hmm. like none of us know what NASA is. Like I wanted to fill in the blanks for you guys. Thank you. Anyway, NASA makes plans to start winding down the research facility. So that's curious, right? I mean, we've been on a uh, dependent track. For a long time, we've been partners in outer space for yeah. decades, and we and and our um, what do you call blastoffs? What do you call those things? Lift off? I forget. That those, those all happen on Russian soil. Well, for the uh, most part, until they recently. used to until recently. Now yeah. SpaceX is you know taking that taking the task over. Yeah. Um, NASA had started planning for the future of the station before Russia invaded Ukraine. So mm. we're kind of that's like an wait and see. So what about the relationship? I mean, those guys, those guys are up there in outer space. They're spending months together. I know they're buddies. You gotta right. be buddy. Hopefully, you're in the space station. That's super close quarters to be fighting some kind of yeah. situation. Anyway, number four on a happier note. Pittsburgh resident Margaret Shelton took first place after competing on Jeopardy last night, what? winning $16,600. She's a homemaker and appeared on an episode hosted by Ken Jennings. Nice. She joins the other Yinjers who have competed. Who have competed why can't I talk today? I don't know. Competed on the show. Gabby Kim, uh, she's from Greenfield, appeared in September of 2021. Pitt assistant prof Ali Bove uh, was just on the show in January. Hmm. And Kristen Donegan, senior biological science major at CMU, was on the college championship tournament in February. Fabulous. That's your top four at four. Would you go on Jeopardy, John, if they invited you? No. No. Would you? No. Do you think you could get in there? No. 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 Those people and I, but I'm a little disturbed that you were so certain that I wouldn't. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 mean I, under, I, I understand you. me being resistant, no. but you don't seem to be no, in I my corner you. either. 100%. I mean, That's you know, we're not, not going to do that. Whatever. Anyway. All right. We'll take a quick break. We do come back. War in our pockets. It's our first topic with our first guest today. It is the sleeveless edition of the ride home here. Ash Wednesday on 101.5 Word FM. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. WORD. This week on Truth For Life, we're concluding our study in the book of 1 Samuel. Find out how the Ark of God made its way back to Israel and how Samuel stepped into his leadership role to ignite Israel's spiritual transformation. Study along with us on Truth For Life with Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be. Thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your income flow. Using 1099 income, rental income, and bank statements, you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate. So if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed, a 1099 earner, or a real estate investor, instead of hearing denied, you could be hearing approved. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now 800-931-6651. 
That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. Are you hiding an addiction problem? You don't know where to go or who to talk to? We understand. Call Narconon for a free and confidential consultation. You don't have to go it alone. Call Narconon, 877-413-3073. That's 877-413-3073. Or drugsnow.com. Chris Martin is with us. He's a regular guest on our show. He's got a brand new book out. We'll talk about that as the uh, segment goes on. But Chris, he also has a, a Substack that uh, we follow closely. He's an excellent writer. And he's here to talk to us today about war in our pockets. Hey, Chris, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me back, guys. Good our to be pleasure. here. Sure, Chris. So what a weird time we're in, right? And I don't mean to equate like the difficulties of us trying to find a good social media feed to follow with what people in Ukraine are going through. Um, but there is something about our work that, and our humanity maybe that causes us to want to be able to be as as close to it and get as much accurate information as possible. And I had an interesting experience last night. I'm watching the State of the Union address, um, and I'm also looking at Twitter, and I'm realizing that what I'm seeing on Twitter is way more current about what's going on in Ukraine than what the president is telling us in the country. That is a strange space that we're in historically. Yeah, it's really bizarre. Um, you know, I, I, I'm old school enough that I still get the Saturday Wall Street Journal delivered to my house, like physically. Yeah, yeah good for you. Um, and uh, I enjoy it. I don't like, you know, read it cover to cover or anything <laughs> like that. But I like I like you know, paging through it and things like that. But it does feel like a little bit silly. Like every time I pick it up off the drive in the morning, I'm like, this feels a little bit like, you know, I, I always kind of wonder, I, I like reading the opinion pieces or things that might not be super timely because, you know, it could have changed in the 12 hours since they printed it to when I got it. Right. right. Um, and, and so it's uh, with things changing so rapidly uh, halfway around the globe, maybe not quite halfway around the globe, but, two quarters, uh, a third of the way around the globe over in Ukraine. It, you know, I, I found myself this time last week, I suppose I got home from youth group last Wednesday evening and saw that Putin had all but declared war on Ukraine and, and had kind of gone to this uh, surprise tirade against the West in general. And I immediately like pulled up a cable news channel and, and pulled up Twitter on my phone and tried to figure out, okay, 
who the who are the people I should be following because I had kind of been keeping track of what was going on over there through various news outlets, you know, all the troop buildup and posturing and efforts at diplomacy. But I wasn't following it like anybody like on the ground in Ukraine until that until a week ago, and so. I immediately was like, I, I just like being informed. I like keeping up to date on these things. They're interesting to me. Like they're important. For, I just, I like knowing what's going on. And so while I was watching the cable news channel, they had folks on the ground. Like they, they had reporters who were actually there. But at the same time, I was, I like found a couple of Twitter feeds of like actual people like Ukrainians and, and people who had like inside information that hadn't quite filtered down to television yet. And and at the same time, I was trying to evaluate, okay, like, how do I know I can trust these people? Like, they seem legit. They seem like they're actually Ukrainians. They're not just, you know, trying to get my attention. They're not just creating this content, and it's not real. And it, can, it it's so weird. I was talking with a friend last Thursday after all that went down Wednesday night, and I was like, it's really odd to be in this time. Like, we've we've seen conflicts. We've seen, we've seen armed conflicts and violence skirmishes small like civil wars during the social media age but nothing at this level right like right. nothing mm-hmm. of yeah. this scale this is big in the social yeah nothing it, it would almost be like if social media existed when when the iraqi war started in 2003 when we went to iraq like that's the closest thing that mm-hmm. would have been right this but it wasn't social media was nothing like it is today back then and so it's just really odd and it's really hard to know who do you trust who do you follow uh, how much is healthy? How much, at what point does it become unhealthy? Yeah. And having war accessible in our pockets is just such an odd phenomenon. And as I tried to write about it, as you maybe gathered it when you read it, it was I had so many scattered thoughts. It's just so hard to know what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, what, what's wise, what's foolish. And navigating, it's just something that, you know, has to say there's anything new under the sun, but it feels about as close as we could be. Yeah. Okay. So you raise up a lot of different points here. Interesting points, Chris. So the model of, Edward R. Murrow in World War II or Walter Cronkite or Dan Rather in the Vietnam War uh, or, you know, the the talking heads that we're seeing on, you know, the cable news shows that are on the ground. You're saying essentially that in some ways, even though they have, you know, gigantic corporations behind them and lots of contacts, they are less immediate, less informed than the citizen journalists, right? Citizen journalists who are not connected to any large organization. They are less informed and more immediate than what we're used to. And you found this by searching and finding your own sources. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, I, I saw a really great article earlier, maybe it was Monday of this week, breaking down how CNN verifies citizen journalism uh, on the ground in Ukraine. And it was a super fascinating, like how a major, because, you know, a, a news outlet like CNN, who's had reporters on the ground the whole time there, they have had to, they, they want to intake some of this citizen journalism and the, these like videos from actual Ukrainians. But given that they're like a news organization that has a reputation to uphold, they they have to like, do more than just kind of be like, okay, it looks like they've been in Ukraine. Like, looks like these people are legit. Like, they have to like geolocate the the video on on like where it was recorded and mm-hmm, time, and mm-hmm. and they go through a really extensive process. Naturally, like, I think it's good to keep track of these these news outlets that are if television, you know, who who are who have people on the ground and are doing the best they can. But yeah, it it does always feel a little bit like they're just a little bit behind. And I like. I like yeah. seeing what the actual like citizen journalists are doing so insofar as I can verify that they're actually real because I came across plenty of content right. around this time last week that was 
definitely fake. And it was, it was hard for me to tell. And I'm pretty social media literate. Um, it was hard for me to tell. I had to kind of search around and be like, this doesn't seem right. Like some of this seems like it could be kind of old. And I like Googled around. I was like, oh yeah, this is known to be a clip from 2015 or something I like see. that. Right. And that's the, so that's the risk that you're running by getting your news uh, and your updates from social media, which is that it's not, they're unverified sources. And so you, yes, you're getting them faster, but you're also risking getting wrong information. That's right. And that's that's the biggest problem with or, or risk of running into misinformation today mm-hmm. isn't so much. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, because Russia has people on social media platforms trying to feed us like sneaky propaganda. And that's true. But it's more likely that we would be duped by somebody who's just feeding us false information or inaccurate videos, like outdated videos, right, like some dude that they're current. Right. It's just some dude trying to get attention and then he's going to try to sell you Ray-Ban sunglasses in six months or something like that because you followed him for this right, Ukrainian right, right. crisis or whatever. So, so yeah, that's more likely what it is. And and the, the thing that makes it so hard is it's coming at us so fast. And a lot of us are want to move so quickly and want to consume content so quickly that we simply are not taking the time to try to verify, is this real? Is this not? How I did it, how I have tried to find verified sources online is I find journalists who report on this through like written outlets, like internet newspapers or print newspapers, figure out who they're following getting their information from yeah. and then just following their source. I see. So you back out from them. Yeah. Okay. So we're talking to Chris Martin. He's an editor at Moody Publishing. Also, he's, got, he's an author as well. Um, Terms of Service is his new book. We'll talk about that in a second. Chris, in uh, in the piece that you wrote about, uh, you know, what's happening on the internet and, and the war, you also made a really valid point of, you know, you're watching Watching the news, there's a war going on, and they say, now we're going to break away for an ad from Burger King. I mean, that's a weird juxtaposition, but so that's weird. just the nature of what it is to advertise, to be alive, you know, whether it's on television or the internet. Yeah, yeah. It, it was Neil Postman from, from Amusing Ourselves to Death that I was quoting, and I know we've talked about him on yeah. this program plenty. And he, he wrote in Amusing Ourselves to Death in 1985 about how, yeah, how jarring it is to go from, and in fact, this is what he wrote in 1985. The viewers also know that no matter how many how grave any segment of news may appear, for example, on the day I write this, a Marine Corps general has declared that nuclear war between the United States and Russia is inevitable. It will shortly be followed by a series of commercials that will, in an instant, diffuse the import of the news, in fact, render it largely banal. And there was actually wow. a clip like last Thursday, I think there was a clip last Thursday of air sirens it was like a cnn clip like they were just panning across kiev and showing air site like air raid sirens going off and then it immediately flipped over to an applebee's commercial like country music backdrop hey get your beer and your burgers at applebee's and it was just like oh man like this just feels so bad and yeah it's it's such an odd phenomenon and it's just this it's this weird tension we live in. It happens on social media and television of, you know, you're flipping on TikTok or you're flipping on Twitter. And one moment you see a sports score, you know, from the Pens game last night. And then you see a clip of a missile hitting a school in Ukraine. It's right. Like, right. Wait, so one of the same. Like, what or what about when you're when you're going through your Twitter feed and you see some horrible photograph of a woman and child who were separated in Ukraine and you think, uh, you know, I need to stop and pray for those people, except part of me thinks I don't know those people. Like I don't I don't even I don't even know if that's a real story. Right. So but then 
I can't. I can't just scroll can't over it. The horror. You can't scroll <laughs> over it either and just go on to the you know the next guy who's making you know a funny joke about dispensationalism. I mean that's just it's just it's a weird way to it's it's a weird struggle to stay humane when you're doing this. Yeah, it's it's so you know when everything becomes content, it feels like everything also becomes entertainment. Yeah, and it just right. becomes yeah. irrelevant. You yeah. know when when you're and that's where like the medium that we consume content really does matter. And the, uh, there's not like an answer. The answer I don't think is to just totally not engage. But I do think it's like we have to intentionally like in our own heads not equate the funny cat video. And the terrible picture of the daughter and and wife leaving the husband back, you know, he has got to stay back in the Ukraine, in Ukraine to fight the war. Like we have to understand that those are of different levels of importance. It's almost like we have to remind ourselves of that because they're presented to us in the exact same way. But because it's so much and so fast, it's hard to sort of draw the line between the difference one to the other. And how, and yeah, it all just becomes the same. Right. And what about the fact I feel this on a daily basis? I don't have enough emotional capacity. To To separate. To to carry it all. I mean, you know, I grieve for people I know. Um, All of a sudden now, Twitter's allowing me to grieve for total strangers. Exactly. Who need prayer as well. But what, what? but I, I don't feel like I'm big enough to right. to be able to take all that in. Chris Martin's with us. Hey, Chris, yeah. wait, you just made a point, though. When you came in, though, you said, you know, last Thursday I came home after youth group. So you're leading a youth group. You're part of that. What is that like? And what's that conversation in youth group with kids as they see this unfolding? This is all brand new for them. Yeah, well, you know, we haven't, that was, it was last Wednesday that we had youth group mm. and then it was Wednesday night that this all began. Okay. So actually I'll, I'll find out tonight, tonight uh, what, <laughs> yeah, I'll find out tonight how these guys are feeling. And I, I think, you know, I'm going to tell my buddy who, who's leading tonight, I think we should give, give the students a few minutes to talk about this if they want. Yeah. Cause important. I'm sure, you know, if they're in history class or things, I'm sure they're talking about it from a sort of social studies perspective. But they're certainly maybe unless they're talking about it with their parents, they're not talking about it from a Christian perspective. And, you know, there's a lot of fear about, like, what does this mean? What does it lead to? And we're certainly not on the brink of anything like we were in the Cold War before before I was around. But it does feel that way. I mean, it's the closest thing that anybody, you know, who's who's a student today has felt toward that end. And so and and given, you know, what we've come out of with a global pandemic and yada, 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 it feels like anything's possible at this point. And so um, so I think, yeah, I think it's students. I think all of us. There's a healthy line between wanting to stay informed, wanting to have specific prayer points for people who are going through the worst experience of their lives, and also not what do what's called doom scrolling and scroll until you're just laden with despair and you're discouraged and you don't know what to do. And I think that line maybe is a, it's a little gray. It's a little bit different for everybody. Like I know my wife is super sensitive to this stuff. Mm-hmm. She would not be able to take following any of it firsthand. She, yeah. she just wants to pray for it and she wants to know what's going on, but she does not want to see the video clips of what's going on on the ground. I like being informed. I like knowing what's going on and, and I don't get super you know easily discouraged by it though. I do get discouraged by it and take time to pray for it. So I think, Everybody needs to feel that out for themselves. I don't think anybody should feel obligated simply because they can to consume as much content as possible regarding what's going on in Ukraine. And and I think we just need to trust it to the Lord. That's good. That's smart. Chris Martin is with us. Check out his new book called Terms of Service. He's a content marketing editor and a great writer. And you should follow his Substack too. Yeah. Chris, give it a plug. Terms of Service and the Substack, uh, the books going on. Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, Terms of Service book has been out for about a month. It's been exactly a month. It's been going very well. I think I've heard a lot of really good feedback. Fabulous. It's all about what we've been talking about. How do you have a healthy relationship with social media? Um, and it's not all never use it. It's all bad. I think there's a lot of good. Yeah. I just think we should ask some questions and, and figure out how to use it wisely. So you can find it wherever you like to buy books, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all the all the rest. And the newsletter is the same name, TermsOfService.social is where you can find that. Outstanding. That's Always interesting. Good to see you, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Take care. Good to see you guys. Yep. Take a quick break. Come back. at a special time coming up next. Does this make sense? It's our daily feature. We're moving it today from 5.30 to 4.30. So, oh, big news there. (laughs) Whose rule book do you want to play by? The government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable. Offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Windows are When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stogerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of Zero right now. Get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show beginning March 4th. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. 
We'll see considerable clouds for tonight. Expect a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be breezy late with a low of 27. For tomorrow, colder with clouds breaking for some sunshine. Tomorrow's high 34. Partly cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow night with a low of 16. As we wrap up the week on Friday, it won't be as cold as it has been. We'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. sense. Does what make sense? The State of the Union address. Oh, well, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Um, You know, in the Founding Fathers' foray into addressing the State of the Union. And the stipulation of the Constitution. It makes perfect sense. But then you see the craziness of what it's become. It doesn't make any sense. So it's it's, in its purity. Yes, it makes sense. There's no purity left. Clearly. Now it's like Nancy Pelosi's rubbing her knuckles together and jumping up and down, and the camera's panning all over the place. The, t- the, the, the image like of the MTV three of them on my TV is like, I, oh my gosh. Yeah, this, of course, 100%, the State of the Union makes sense. It does. With a caveat. Does it make sense to you? No! Come on, Kath. John, get out of here. What it other country such, does this? It is a total. It is a total circus. No, no, no. From beginning to end. How many times people stand up and applaud? You got Marjorie Taylor Greene and another lady screaming from the thing. Mm. You got Joe Manchin, who's now sitting with the Republicans. You got Nancy Pelosi and Kamala Harris, who look like two inside linebackers who are going to like charge whoever is going to say something bad about Joe. I mean, it's like. Because it's become a made for television event, and that's the problem. Again, the State of the Union address. Should be done without television. Yeah. That's what I think. If it was it a radio address. Done, it should be done on radio. It should be done in front of the House to meet the stipulations of the, of the Constitution. And the transcript should be disseminated. Right, that's an excellent point. I'd buy it. as it is right now, it's never that does happen. not make sense. Okay, we just took on the State of the Union. Does this make sense? Smells and bells. Here it is. It's Ash Wednesday. So we got the incense. Incense. We've got the candles. No, I grew up in that tradition. We have the water. I love it all. It makes perfect 100% sense to me. I love smells and bells. I remember being a kid and being at church with that incense. They're winging it around. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, oh. If I could get like a cologne, like an incense cologne. Hey, you got to look. I, you know what I mean? Smells and bells. Does it make sense? I'm thinking it makes sense. Okay. Until 10 years ago, I would have said, that's crazy town. Now, I'm into it. Hey. I'm into it. You know why? Because it seemed like too... Formal. Yes, to me. But now that I've spent time in an Orthodox church, Catholic church, now I get it more. Anglicans. I get it more. Mm-hmm. And so I want to say, smells and bells, yes, makes sense. Excellent. Well, happy Ash Wednesday to you. State of the Union thing. as currently configured... Absolutely not. My grandma makes fried chicken that is simply the world's best. But sometimes she'll say, "Uh, I didn't get that batch just perfect. To me, a little bit less than the world's best still tastes like the world's best. It's Ryan. And that's kind of how I feel about all this interest rate hubbub right now. The internet wants to make it feel like the sky is falling. And sure, rates might come up a bit this year. 
But a small move up from historically the lowest the world has ever seen is still some tasty fried chicken. I worked with a radio listener this week and gave him five different refinance and cash out refinance options. Because rates were still great and because home values have gone sky high, he was able to pull out a significant amount of cash from his home and his mortgage payment and years on the loan didn't change at all. They're going to use the cash to pay off some debt, take a special vacation, and save the rest for peace in their brains. If you're curious what your specific options would be, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. In trying to keep up with what's happening uh, in Ukraine, we've turned to social media, we've turned to cable TV, we're looking at print media, we're doing whatever we can. But we really value the contribution that Kate Shelnut gives at Christianity Today. And so we've asked her to be back on the show today and um, give us, a, I don't know, her window into what's happening. So, Kate, welcome back. We're glad you're here. Hi, thanks for having me. Our pleasure, Kate. So uh, on the front page of CT Online, during Sunday siege, Ukraine's churches persevere. Talk to us about that. You've got people, contacts in Ukraine, and they're there live at Sunday services. I can't imagine what it would be like to be at worship and, you know, close to you outside the door, jets are flying over and shells are being launched. Right, and so we were able to, thanks to our contacts, um, and thanks to, we've got a correspondent in Beirut who's working overnight when I'm not, Um, so as a team effort, we were able to hear both some churches that were gathering and worshiping in Ukraine, um, people who are holding, you know, Bible studies uh, underground in seminary basements um, that have been turned into bomb shelters, um, as well as in Russia, where... um, some evangelicals are put in the difficult position of, of speaking out against their government um, and standing, you know, with our brothers and sisters in Christ for, for what's right. And so we were able to hear from from pastors there who had some pretty bold words in their sermons. And, and just to see the contrast of, of what's going on there and then in the neighboring countries that are accepting refugees and different ways that they're turning to Scripture to say, um, how do we see God um, who 
works through wars and, and works through suffering and, and times of um, of confusion and chaos. Uh, and where can we find find comfort now? Yeah. Okay, tell us about Andrea and Nadia, who, whose story you tell close to the beginning of your piece. Yeah, so this was a story um, that kind of stood out in the midst of a lot of strain that we're gathering, you know, little pieces, but to me, and here and there, we've been caring for pastors where there was a couple that actually um, had their wedding scheduled for, it would have been, you know, a few days into the war breaking out, and they had to leave Kiev where they were going to get married, but they went ahead and got married anyway at a village church, um, an impromptu wedding, and the, um, the pastor there said, why not um, let war not stamp out love and go ahead and have this have this wedding just with the refugees and the people fleeing um, who were who were there to celebrate mm. along with them. Mm. That's fabulous. It really is. So, so Kate, it's interesting. The, the article is so well done. You give us a real great peek into Ukraine and Russia itself. And I'm curious about if you're a Christian in Russia, which, of course, comes with a lot of difficulty, yes. you are afraid to speak out. And especially if you're a Christian pastor, what it is to, te- to speak to your congregation on Sunday. Yes. Do you talk about what's happening in the world or do you sidestep that? And you talked to a number of pastors in Russia who've addressed this, yes? Yeah, so this was reporting that is done with my colleague Jason Kasper, who, like I said, is closer in time zone to them, So, but he was able to hear from pastors in Russia who, um, as evangelicals, opted to speak out, but um, to, I don't think anyone's going to be able to avoid, especially anyone in Russia, the reality of what they're going through. And I think a lot of times, because we see it as, as Vladimir Putin, we think, Oh, well, he's the aggressor in this situation, forgetting that there are thousands and thousands of people in Russia who are likewise disturbed and aghast and and see this as a worse nightmare situation for them, too, that they are on the side of the aggressor. Um, so one of the things that we heard from some of those pastors was the idea of repentance, of really feeling like our country is, is on the wrong side here, and it's really hard to justify what we're doing. Um some of just grief and horror of saying, you know, we see what's happening and we uh, we want to rise above it as, as Christians. Um, so it was grateful to see and that they're coming together in prayer around that. And we continue to see, even since that article came out three days ago, more and more efforts to gather Russian pastors so that they can be praying together um, and standing unity um, for the safety of people in Ukraine. Kate Shelnitz with us, Senior News Editor for Christianity Today. Uh, Kate, tell us about, I thought it was fascinating to imagine evangelicals living in Russia, evangelicals also living in Ukraine, um, prior to last Wednesday, feeling a sense of unity, still feeling a sense of unity, except now they're, you know, I, I put this in air quotes, on opposite sides. Uh, talked about Talk about that dynamic. Yeah, we were able to share a story um, where we had two leaders who were brought together through evangelical training, one on the Ukraine side and one um, on the Russian side, and, and we heard how they 
one, the Ukrainian leader requ- requested prayer from someone on a call, and it was the Russian leader who said, I'm going to step up and pray for you at this time. Mm-hmm. And that was just a moving account. That's another story you can find on the Christianity Today site. But I think that kind of thing is happening, you know, in text threads, in telegram threads, in WhatsApp groups, um, in calls, where there's, you know, these countries... Um, used to be the Soviet Union, right? They used to be one nation, and so the borders exist now, but a lot of people, you know, remember having relatives on the other side, traveling back and forth, um, sometimes sharing a language, you know, speaking Russian. And so, so there's a lot of commonality here, even though the politics are obviously really fraught now, and, and, one, and one country is being in the position of uh, being invaded by the other. But I think for the church, that, that there's, there's more that they have in common, and their willingness to stand with each other is a great witness at this time. Fabulous. More in common, of course. Kate Chelnut. So, Kate, what about the idea, you know, obviously when tragedy happens here in the United States, it feels as though more often than not the church is on the front lines as, as an aid to help people in, in clothing and food and and housing and all that. What do you know about the church's efforts, whether it's in Ukraine or in Russia, if that's even a thing that can be a possibility, that the church would reach out and be that balm to help people who have lost everything? And we know from talking with churches before this happened that churches have been readying for weeks. Uh, knowing that this was a possibility, praying if the vision wouldn't happen, but knowing. And some of the ways um, Baptists are the most common Protestant denomination in Ukraine, a lot of Baptist churches were saying, okay, we're based in the West, we're going to be ready to receive refugees who are going to be moving out of the East or maybe moving out of the big cities. So they started already just letting people know our doors are open. Um, some city leaders in different localities made announcements as soon as the the war broke out to say churches are commanded to leave their doors open and, and to accept everybody regardless of, you know, who they are or sure. if they're you know, part of your church or not. And, of course, churches were more than willing to do that. Um, so a lot of them are, are seeing their role as shelters, if they've got space, if they're in a safe area, um, being gathering places. And then, of course, being spiritual counsel and help. I think that they've been working on leaders for coordination purposes, do you know where these people are, that kind of thing. Um, the other thing that's been really encouraging is we've been hearing from churches on the other side in Hungary, Romania, Moldova, and all of them um, just mobilizing really fast to meet refugees at the border. And that's where I've started to hear just like praise reports of things, of all the supplies they need coming through, of all the rides they need coming through, of having these refugees show up in their congregations on Sunday morning um, looking for encouragement or a meal or a ride or a bed, and everybody just raising out to, to give them that, whether it's for the indefinite period of time or just as they're passing through to, to get to another place. That's excellent. Kate, last question for you. Um, you have some quotes in here from some Christian pastors from Russia that I thought were very moving. Um, so maybe, you know what, let me read one. Um, here we go. This is, uh, this is Yevgeny Bakhmutsky. 
He said this, quote, my soul is grieved. My heart is torn with horror and shame, and my mind is shocked by human insanity. He's the pastor of Russian Bible Church in Moscow. We are not politicians. We are children of God. We are not called to remake the geopolitical map of the world to please this or that ruler. Let the world see instead that the children of God love and accept one another, not because of language or nationality, but because they have been accepted by Christ. Kate, how about that? I think, yeah, I think it's absolutely moving, and I and I just applaud like the bravery of of pastors to be able to say those kinds of things, knowing that even under good circumstances, evangelicals face persecution in um, in Russia, where the National Church is the Russian Orthodox Church, um, where they're not permitted to evangelize or invite people to church, uh, but that they could take it, such a strong stand for their faith um, and for a faith that you know, is sidelined um, where they are. So uh, it's been great to hear it, and I, and I hope that we'll be able to continue to hear from them. Fabulous. Kate, before we leave us, I just want to make an observation and ask about this. It seems to me, you know, I've been reading CT, Christianity Today, for a long time, but you've really stepped up your news game here. I use you as a major source of information, uh, what's happening in the Ukraine and Russia. It feels as though you, you've changed things, especially with breaking news from different places. Can you speak to that? Yeah, well, one of the things is this is, as we've seen everywhere, a social media war, just as you see the um, the president of Ukraine, you know, giving his messages there. So because of that, we've been able to see, you know, dispatches in real time um, across the hours, you know, across the time zones to be able to cover. And we have a deeper global connection right now for CT, and our leadership is more and more global. And um, I'll also say, just in case anyone listening there um, speaks Russian, these are being translated into Russian, um, in some cases into Ukrainian, um, thanks to our Ukraine-based translator. So um, we have a global network of... that he's a part of too. And so it really is a team effort. Um, I'm just one person kind of contributing to this. And yeah, we're all working together. So I really feel like it's been great to have the capacity to serve our readers in this way and to have so many voices in the church willing to speak up and share. Well, we appreciate your work so much. That's Kate Shelnut, Senior News Editor for Christianity Today. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, thanks, Kate. You're doing excellent work. We really appreciate it. Uh- Christianity Today, listen, uh, stop by because a lot of sources you're going to go, this seems kind of shaky. And so CT's on the ground with those contacts in place. They're sort of cutting through all that. Take a quick break. Come back. Getting underway here. It's the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, Word FM. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Windows are us. You've tried the rest. Now try the best. 
When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stagerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products lock in your quote today schedule a free estimate at windowsrustpittsburgh.com find them at the pittsburgh home show beginning march 4th you've tried the rest now try the best windowsrustpittsburgh.com Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune in to Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Some wisdom teeth can become impacted, which can lead to cysts, tooth decay, and gum disease. Wisdom teeth can cause crowding, painfully damaging adjacent teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination at myoms.org. Uh-huh. So mask mandates are lifting all across the United States. Um led by uh, mostly Democratic governors at this point, I think politically trying to get in front of the issue, uh, people being frustrated with masks, especially in schools. Uh, my husband is a teacher in a Pittsburgh school, not a, not a Pittsburgh city school, but a, an approved private school, and yesterday masks became optional. Today, I was out shopping at Trader Joe's in the South Hills, and I bet maybe only a third of the people had masks on. In the city of Pittsburgh. Now, of course, in the suburbs, it's been a lot different for a long time. Well, I mean, South Hills is a suburb. Yeah. So I wasn't in the South Side. I was in the South Hills. Okay. So two-thirds of the people weren't wearing masks. I'm sure if I went even further, like if I was up in, let's say, Butler County or Westmoreland County, I'm sure that that maybe was the case six months ago. I hope to never wear a mask again. Ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. I'm so just done with it all. Okay. So this is uh, this is how I've come down on the issue. Yeah. I feel like for us to be psychologically healthy... And displaying Christian witness. Mm-hmm. This is how we should be with masks. All right. I should be willing to wear a mask whenever anyone asks me to. Just as yes, as a, a an attitude to of, sub, of submission yes. and, and graciousness. And I should never like it. <laughs> yeah. Because when people start to like the mask too much. Then they if, become that. If they become that and it turns into this like, you know, I want to show you how careful I am and how I'm so much Wait, more no, careful you're than you. mask theater. Mask theater. Could, because there is that. Yes. But at the same time, you want to be respectful of those who are yes. fragile or immunocompromised. Or what if there's just someone in authority over you who asks you to wear a mask? How about let's not think it's that big of a deal. Let's just do it. But. Never like it. Never like it. Do it because you know it's the right thing and you're willing to, 
but not because it like stokes some kind of inner righteousness now, wait, in see, you. I never really considered that. You're saying, bringing something up to me. Like you're saying, some people adopt it and they and they like it. They love it. As a why? Because it, it's a sign of their virtue signal. Yes. Why, why would you? Uh, okay. I mean, it's become such you a know contentious where we, thing. Is. Of course I have. I have. You know. To even talk about it makes people crazy. I know. People are now like sending us emails. Or yelling at you. Or saying how much they dislike. Look, that I feel like that's the best approach. I'm willing to do it whenever someone asks me to do it. I'm willing to do it because I think it's the right kind, sisterly, brotherly approach to care if for it, one another. But I never want to get to the point where I'm oh, putting it on it. and feeling like I'm so... Cute. Great, careful. I look forward I'm to it. I'm such a right? science follower, oh, and everyone fabulous. else around me is dumb. No. I'm not no. doing that. It's, a, it's the contentious issue in the United States. Of I America. never could have imagined could have, how contentious it would be. Two have years become. ago, you never, never would have thought about this, right? I mean, relationships have been shattered, and churches have disintegrated, and families are fighting. Oh, my goodness gracious. Heaven help us. Say your prayers. Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, tune in and on Odyssey 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. On the seventh day of fighting in Ukraine, Russia has intensified its assault on key targets, including ports in the south and the eastern city of Kharkiv. This is what people living in Ukraine's second city, Kharkiv, woke up to this morning. The aftermath of another Russian attack. Two buildings are in this area, a university faculty and also a regional police department. Reports say paratroopers have also landed as part of an aerial assault. In the southern city of Kherson, which has a population of a quarter of a million, from their windows local people filmed Russian tanks. The city is reported to now be under full Russian control. The BBC's John Donison in Ukraine. Stocks have been higher today. The Dow up 610 points. The S&P 584 higher. This is SRN News. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from doing it right. Doing it right does all work to manufacture Manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing it right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. If you want to make a difference in your life that impacts you for years to come, then it's time to stand with Israel by going there. Consider the thrilling excitement of joining nationally syndicated media host Dr. Sebastian Gorka and renowned author and filmmaker Dinesh D'Souza on the Stand with Israel Tour November 30th through December 9th, 2022. Journey through the Holy Land with two of the most respected political commentators of today. 
Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour. You can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float on the Dead Sea, and take a boat out into the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. Visit StandWithIsraelTour.com or call 855-565-5519 to book today. Today on Hey Culligan, sustainability and better water. Here's Sam. Hey Culligan, I'm really into sustainability. My clothes, my utensils, my food. But how do I get more sustainability from my water? Super question, Sam. And the answer is an always-on drinking water system from Culligan, which helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. Whoa, that's a ton of sustainability. 416,000 tons, Sam, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. When it comes to your child's education, consistency is key. And in a world that's been anything but, parents have found an unshakable educational partner in Eden Christian Academy, where students experience an engaging, rock-solid Christian education at each of their three North Hills campuses, enabling them to thrive academically, spiritually, and socially. Take a tour during Admissions Week, beginning March 14th, and see what a consistent, quality pre-K through 12th grade education can offer your child at EdenChristianAcademy.org. We'll see considerable clouds for tonight. Expect a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be breezy late with a low of 27. For tomorrow, colder with clouds breaking for some sunshine. Tomorrow's high 34. Partly cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow night with a low of 16. As we wrap up the week on Friday, it won't be as cold as it has been. We'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along today, the Wednesday edition. Happy that you're with us. It's a spring-like day almost in the city of Pittsburgh, Beautiful. isn't it? Yeah, fabulous. Say, one of our regular guests on the show, uh, Pastor Jason Sharon. Uh, he was with us last week a couple of times. A couple of times on uh, Thursday and Friday's show, both. He's the... Uh, priest at holy trinity ukrainian catholic church in carnegie yeah and we've apparently known, we've known jason i don't know decade probably mm-hmm. he's made headlines because um jason's just not talking about things he's actually doing things he's uh in lithuania right now after rescuing 22 ukrainian orphans yeah uh, he escorted 22 orphans across battlefields and borders to bring them safely uh, into the Czech Republic and then after that into Lithuania. Uh, it's The story is on the front page of today's PG. And uh, Jason said, quote, it was a surreal experience in one sense that it was kind of like walking into a ghost town on the Ukrainian side of the border. You can believe me when I say there isn't a whole lot of traffic going into Ukraine at this time. I bet there's probably no traffic going in unless, you know, it's the invaders themselves. So uh, this comes from Jason's church and a contact within Jason's church that there's a local businessman. Is his name? uh, Alan Sherwood. Alan Sherwood. Yeah, I was going to call him Robert. Alan Sherwood had made a promise to adopt a nine-year-old girl. And he woke up one morning and realized, 
I said I would do this, and the, you know the, this machinery is moving, but I need to expedite this now because, of course, war is upon us. And through Jason's connections, and I'm sure many other people doing their absolute best work, the reality is now 22 Ukrainian kids, they're going to be rescued here. I mean, how many kids are like this? I know. I, you can't Probably imagine thousands. how many kids are in that circumstance. Um, so Jason and Alan Sherwood, apparently, according to the PG, we haven't talked to Jason since Friday. Um, they flew to Poland, mm-hmm. and then they crossed the border on foot into western Ukraine. They met a van that had not just the nine-year-old girl that Alan Sherwood um, had promised to adopt, but 21 other orphans and their guardian. And so they doubled back to Slovakia, landed in the Czech Republic, and now they hope to seek more stable refuge in Lithuania. Now, this whole rescue trip came together through a previous previous connection, John, like you said. Um, and Jason just felt like he couldn't sit here in Pittsburgh and watch this happen. Yeah. Um, one of the guys in his church, Matt Blackburn, is quoted. Uh, he's a parishioner at Holy Trinity. And uh, he said, Jason told him on Friday, um, we have to do this. These kids are in danger. And by Friday night, Jason and Alan Sherwood were on a plane to Helsinki. <laughs> I love that so much. Listen, uh, Jason is an unusual man. Is he not? He is. He really is. I mean, when we first met him, you recognize that right away when Jason starts to talk to you. And uh, just a powerful and, you know, there in Carnegie, there's this very small church. Uh, the, the imprint, the footprint is small, but clearly the reach is very wide. And so kudos to Jason, Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church, uh, Alan Sherwood, everybody involved yeah. in this incredible journey. I'm sure soon and very soon when Jason gets back into town, we'll bring him to air and hear deeper about uh, how this unfolded. Yeah. We also have to keep in mind that Jason's mother-in-law is still in Ukraine, mm. unable to leave. Um, that's his wife's mother. And uh, so, uh, you know, I got up this morning just thinking about, you know, dedicating my day to pray for the people of Ukraine and uh, praying for peace and all those sorts of things. And um, I, you know, had read Jason's article. And so all day long, he's just been coming to my mind. So every time I think of him, every time I think of uh, the 22 orphans, every time I think of his wife and his seven children still here in Pittsburgh or his mother-in-law who's stuck in Ukraine, I just think the only thing we can do is just pray for these people. Yeah. And I know, you know, we've had this but conversation. But consistently pray for those people. People say, I, I feel so helpless. Well, I mean, because we're praying, I don't think we should feel helpless at all because of this, right? There is power there. I know people kind of feel like, well, okay, there's Jason. He's hopping on a plane and flying over to Europe. But there is power exactly in what we need to do here right now. Yeah. So don't despair in that. You, you are doing something if you dedicate these days to prayer for peace, first and foremost, and for all those people in Ukraine and, of course, those in Russia as well. One interaction that's listed at the very end of the PG article today, it says, uh, stayed vividly with Jason, who described this to the journalist. He described meeting, this was just a couple of days ago, a 24-year-old mother in Kiev. Seeing the the destruction closing in on the capital city, she had fled the country with her 18-month-old baby to give to her husband who's working in Poland. But the woman did not stay in Poland. She stopped and turned around, said Jason, and walked back into Ukraine. That's where I met her. She returned back to Ukraine without her husband and her baby so she could fight against this unjust aggressor. Quote, this is from Jason. She didn't know where she was going to live. She didn't know where she was going to go. But she knew that she certainly could not leave her country. I don't know where she went, says Jason, but that's a character sketch of the kind of people Vladimir Putin is going to have to face. That's fabulous.
I mean, that is so incredibly powerful. God bless these people bless who love their country and are doing anything they can to preserve democracy in the Ukraine. In Ukraine, fabulous. Let's take a quick break. Uh, yeah. We'll come back and reset. Of mm-hmm. course, today you may know uh, is Ash Wednesday. It is the beginning of Lent. Reverend Dean Weaver will join us in just a few minutes to talk about prayer and, especially on this day, fasting. The power of fasting and prayer as we enter this new season. Stay with us. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, 101.5 Word FM, WORD. 101.5 WORD. You know, sometimes when we think about portraying Jesus in our mind or to other people, it can be pretty shallow. But David Mathis helps us correct our view. Sometimes we can be content with pretty thin canned, recycled messages about Jesus. Oh, I've heard of Jesus. I know about Jesus. But there is so much more. The rich beauty of Jesus' wounds. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for Him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please, give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7-365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Any supplier can drop a box outside your door. But if you want a partner who delivers great customer service too, rely on Cintas. Your dedicated service reps can deliver what you need to help your business run smoothly. From essential cleaning products to hygienically cleaned apparel, fire protection services to first aid and safety supplies. That service you can't get from a box. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. I love seeing the transformation of a smile. There's a reason patients love Dr. Megan Stock, voted Pittsburgh Trib's best of the best dentist in northern Allegheny County for the second year in a row. You don't have to do full mouth rehabilitation to really transform a patient's life for a patient to be able to smile confidently and be happy with their own smile. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. Stock Family Dentistry, Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ash Wednesday. Now, Kathy, your connection to Ash Wednesday is was thin. Yeah, I grew up in a church that just wasn't wasn't liturgical. It was like a you know a mainline uh, evangelical denomination, and so the church calendar wasn't a thing that we talked about much. 
And so I thought Ash Wednesday was for Catholics. Mm. But things have changed. Have things they have not? changed a lot because I bet in that same church I grew up in, it's become much more observant of the church calendar. And I know my, I go to a Presbyterian church and it's, it's a big part of our uh, church life. So I think it's just a thing that perhaps divided the denominations for a, long time. for a long time, and now it's perhaps coming to unite them. Very good. Pastor Dean Weaver is with us. Dean's a regular guest on our show. He is um, the clerk, the stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church and co-founder, former president of EduNations, here to talk to us today about prayer and fasting. Hey, Dean, friend, how are you, sir? I am well, my friend. How are the two of you doing? We can't complain. We're okay, Dean. Happy to talk to you today um, because we need a little bit of maybe guidance, pastoral advice. Mm. Um, it's Ash Wednesday, and it's a day of fasting for Christians all around the world, um, and that happens on an annual basis. But I think most particularly today, as so many of us um, are you know, longing to pray deeply and to have our hearts touched by what's going on in the other side of the world. Um, so why don't you start out, Dean, by giving us a little bit of a primer on what fasting is and why do it? Well, it's really interesting, Kathy, because you actually kind of spoke to that uh, just in what you just said. Ironically, mm. fasting comes out of a sense of hunger, um, and it comes out of a deep and profound sense of hunger for um, uh, drawing close to the Lord in, in the Christian tradition of fasting. I mean, there's all kind of fasting now, right? There's fasting, there's intermittent fasting, there's fasting for for health purposes. But when you talk about the, the Christian discipline of fasting, um, it, it really is principally, number one, the denial of self, which is kind of the, the open door of the gospel in all of our lives, taking up the cross, dying to ourselves. But it's not just dying to ourselves for the sake of dying to ourselves or denying ourselves something for the sake of denying ourselves something. It actually is uh, taking up the cross and denying ourselves for the purpose of having a greater Christ uh, life in us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is to say, you know, I've been crucified with Christ, it's no other I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the fast is a classic uh, Christian discipline that helps us very practically to die to ourselves so that Christ can live in us uh, to a greater extent. Mm-hmm. And Dean, um, often this happens, right, that uh, ancient traditions, especially ancient faith traditions, like something like fasting, has sort of crossed over into the secular world, and people fast now, I mean, for health reasons, of course, but it's also in some ways become faddish. So people who would fast, they miss the, you know, the whole um, aspect of Christ in the middle of, of this and of the surrender of self to a higher purpose, Yeah. Yeah, and so a parallel to that, John, would be meditation, okay? Mm, yeah. So, for example, in Eastern meditation, the purpose of meditation is to empty oneself. Uh, and that's that's a fine place to start, but it's not a great place to end, right? Because right. an empty self is you know, getting filled up with something. Um, yeah, so uh, Christian meditation says, yes, indeed, you should empty yourself. But you should empty yourself so that you can be filled with uh, things uh, that are of the mind of Christ. So, for example, when Psalm 1 talks about meditating on God's Word day and night, you'll be like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water. There's a sense to which when you empty yourself of all the clutter in your brain and all of the distracting thoughts that cause us to kind of just be all over the place, 
and you quiet yourself, be still and know that I'm God, and you focus on God's Word, you're, you're emptying yourself, but you're filling with God's Word. And a, and a fast is, is similar to that. And, you know, the fact that the world latches on to certain things that have been uh, our traditions uh, for, for, you know, thousands of years um, and uses them, well, that makes sense if you think about it, right? Because we're we're emotional beings, we're physical beings, we're spiritual beings, we're intellectual beings. And so the fact that someone says, hey, physically, um, if we deny ourselves this food in, in good ways, in right ways, there could be some actual health benefit to that. But like anything, it has to be done properly, and, and it can bring health benefit, it can bring emotional benefit, it can bring even spiritual benefit, and that's where Christian fasting kind of takes us back to, okay, so you're denying this, and you're, but you're hungry, really, for something more. Man does not live by bread alone, that kind of thing. Mm. So I had not thought of that. So, uh, so part of the fasting outlook could be or should be that our hunger doesn't just remind us to pray, which is a good thing, obviously, but it also reminds us that we are uh, that our sustenance doesn't just come from what we eat and drink. Right. Exactly. It ought to do both of those things, Kathy. It, it ought to, you know, first of all, when you're fasting and you get hungry, that reminder is, oh, yeah, gosh, I should pray or I should spend time in Scripture. Uh, something that, that then you're, you're reminded that the thing you're denying yourself is to be replaced with something. Um, but then at the same time, it, 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 it helps you realize my hunger and what is ever only going to truly satisfy my hunger or my thirst is going to be the Lord. And so it, it really kind of gets your attention and it can take you to a deeper place. Yeah. So I, I guess it begs the question for all of us, uh, how, how successful or how eager are you to fast? Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of different approaches to that, John. Uh, you know, I think, you know, uh, for example, there are some people who fast um, kind of uh, situationally or episodically. That is to say, um, the, the, the horror of what we see taking place in the Ukraine right now, and we feel so helpless as to being able to do anything. Um, fasting does two things. It, it, it helps us, A, to feel like we're actually doing something, but more importantly, B, it, it focuses in our prayers, because prayers, when we're fasting, take on a super focus versus some of the distraction that we might find under other normal circumstances. So it kind of intensifies and focuses our prayer life, but it also helps us to feel like we're engaging in doing something. So there's sometimes, you know, those prayers like on Ash Wednesday are kind of circumstantial, situational fasting. That's the kind of fasting that's maybe more of a regular part uh, building into our spiritual discipline, where we say, you know, I'm going to read the Scripture daily, I'm going to pray daily, I'm going to fast, you know, either daily or once a week, or and, and that's a whole different thing that is building into the, the process of sanctification, where we're actually practicing regular disciplines, like going to the gym does for our body, but this does for our soul things that help us draw closer to the Savior. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm like most people, I am uh, not as good with the regular discipline. You know, New Year's resolutions give way very quickly yes. to New Year's realities. Um, I'm, I'm more likely to do it on more of an episodic, on a needs basis, 
you know, I find out that, for example, someone has a cancer diagnosis, and I really want to be able to focus my prayers uh, for that person, and I need to be more concentrated and more deliberate, I might then decide to, to fast because of those circumstances require that kind of uh, greater um, attention. So I, I typically fall on that side more than the other. I would love to be more disciplined about that. I think it would be good for my body as well as my soul. But uh, that that's not been my experience, although I, I, I wish that it was. Yeah. I'm the same way. I would follow along that same pattern too. with you, Dean. And, and yeah, and I know that I'd be better off if I had made this much more part of a, my regular spiritual discipline. Mm-hmm. But I do, I am episodic, you know, would surrender for a cause. But then for the rest of my life, I just get on with it. Yeah. I, I think the thing is, you know, like if you can even take, and, this, and the Holy Spirit will use this, John, if you could even take like a fad, like uh, I'm afraid that, you know, it, fasting right now yeah. is somewhat of a health fad, although people I talk to who do it say that it really works, so maybe it has some staying power, I don't know. But what if uh, the Holy Spirit got our attention with something like that, mm. and rather than just changing our diet for the sake of trying to be physically healthy, we said, huh, you know, we're those people who actually see more of what's going on than what's actually what most people see that's going on. So that is to say, we could actually benefit physically from maybe something like intermittent fasting. And what if we coupled that with taking that time and really spending it in God's Word mm-hmm. uh, or spend it in prayer? Then, you know, you're going to be strengthened body and soul. And who knows, maybe you establish a new discipline, right? Mm, that's good. So it's kind of come full circle then. So if, you know, Christians started the, the, the fasting thousands of years ago, and then it turned over into fasting in a secular thing, especially now with, a, uh, this is true, what you're saying, Dean, intermittent fasting, Christians see the success of that and then make it back into ourselves of a Christian discipline. Mm-hmm. I mean, there it goes around and around. Yeah, and there's a lot of things that, you know, while everybody is kind of um, hard on the church uh, <laughs> these days, a lot of deconstructing and all of that kind right, of thing, right. you know, the church is actually behind a lot of a lot of things in our society that are healthy, right? So you don't see too many churches starting hospitals anymore, but where do you think they all came from originally, right? right? You don't right. think of too many churches starting schools necessarily. Well, where do you think those all came from? So I, I think the fact that those things come back around, uh, a Christian should not say, oh, I'm not going to fast because that's a secular fad. I think you should say, well, actually it has its origins in something way more ancient. And the fact that they have kind of taken that and found that there's maybe even just a health benefit to it, what if we were to go back and rediscover the Christian discipline of fasting. Um, and, and, and maybe the Lord even uses something that's going on in the culture as a wake-up call to us that we need to be back in alignment with His will, as the Church did years ago. Dean, last question for you. Um, by fasting, are we trying to convince God of something? Well, I don't think we need to worry about convincing God of anything, uh, you know, because He's God and we're not. Um, and I think could it be a work, uh, like a works righteousness thing, and we're trying to, to leverage or manipulate God by doing something? You know, it isn't our human nature, Kathy, to do that. You, you and I both know that, that. You know, okay, God, I'm pleading for this friend of mine who has cancer, and I'm going to 
fast and pray, and God's going to go, oh my gosh, you know, now that she fasted, I've got to answer that prayer. I wasn't going to, but now that she fasted. And I I don't think that's, uh, of course, good theology even remotely. I do think, however, though, the denial of self in entering into a discipline like this brings us into a greater alignment with God's will, so that as we're praying, it's not so much that we're changing God's mind, but God is giving us His mind. And that's, I think, what really in the conversation that is prayer, you know, wh- whose mind are we trying to change anyway? Um, I think we're, we're trying to get in alignment with what God thinks to take on the mind of Christ, and fasting is just one of the ways to help us do that. That's excellent, Dean. That's really, really good. That's a good word for the day. Dean, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for being with us. All right, guys. Take care. Yeah, Dean Weaver, he is uh, joining us as the uh, stated clerk of the Evangelical Presbyterian Church. We'll take a quick break, come back. We're curious about you, and if you choose to fast, how you do this, and especially your spiritual journey as you go along. Stay with us. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Konodik at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Konodik and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's INFLATION to 412-515-3555. Inflation. You can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412 515 3555. Firm offers insurance services, investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. I remember trying to choose a college when I was of that age and thinking, how does this work? There's no one to help me. Um, my parents didn't have a clue. They didn't attend college. My guidance counselor, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. There was a lot of anxiety. Uh, everything worked out fine in the end. But I, when you look at where kids are today, especially, I mean, all the pressure the mm. kids have, social media, all the online stuff, you get things in the mail nonstop. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to choose the right college, to do the right thing, to propel you to that full future that awaits you. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? I remember the first week or two of seventh grade for one of my daughters. Seventh grade. grade, They had an assembly where they were handed this chart and they had to like decide what they wanted to do career wise so that in seventh grade they could start picking the right classes so that they could graduate with the right skill set so they could get accepted into the right college and then they could get the job that they want. Oh my gosh. that's so much pressure for a seventh grader. So where's God in all this? Exactly. And is there a way to raise children and encourage students to think that they don't just belong to themselves, but they belong to God? Find out at Grove City College. What does God have for you? GCC.edu. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. You're not wired to have a response to this sound. You're neutral to it. And you can hear it repeatedly without feeling anything. But when we introduce a new stimulus, save the food. We've achieved pulling a natural or inborn response from you. Save the food. 
because 40% of all food in the US never gets eaten. Save the food. Cook it, store it, share it. Just don't waste it. For tips and recipes, visit savethefood.com. Brought to you by NRDC and the Ad Council. We'll see considerable clouds for tonight. Expect a couple of showers of rain or snow. It'll be breezy late with a low of 27. For tomorrow, colder with clouds breaking for some sunshine. Tomorrow's high 34. Partly cloudy skies on tap for tomorrow night with a low of 16. As we wrap up the week on Friday, it won't be as cold as it has been. We'll see times of clouds and sunshine. Expect a high of 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. So I've been thinking this last weeks or so about fasting, thinking about it. And then, you know, yesterday I was like, yeah, I, I can fast, of course, for Ash Wednesday. And Christians I'm, around the world are doing it. Right. In solidarity, right? right with other believers in the Christian praying faith. Praying for Ukraine. And people are doing that The as hearts well. of Vladimir Putin to be, to be turned and the hearts of his, you know, rulers that are alongside him to be turned as well. So fasting. So today, I did not know this, you're fasting as well. Right. How do you feel? I feel hungry. When's the last time you ate? Uh, last night at like uh, nine, maybe. Okay, so it's not that long. It's not that long. You'll eat next when? Tonight at like 9.30. So it was like 24 hours. All right. How do you feel? I'm fine. I mean, I've, but you, know, you were hungry before the show. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of what Dean said. I've been doing this intermittent fasting. So my yeah. kid, you know, my youngest son started doing this years ago, and so I I picked it up, and quite honestly, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it really, you get isn't. in the habit of it. Yeah. yeah. So I then, of course, you know, I, uh, I fell away from it, you know, and started, you know, eating everything in, in the history of the universe that I could possibly could see. And you know, then I thought, wait, John, stop. This is not good. So I'm back on track again. But there's a difference between, you know, like Dean just said, a secular fast as opposed to a deliberate focus to be into the mind of God. I mean, that's a very powerful is. thing, is it not? It's a different thing. And I was thinking today as I was riding into work, I was very hungry riding into work, and I thought to myself – it does you, you can't imagine until you do it how much it really does focus you in what you're praying for like you don't forget all day long what you're praying for because you're constantly reminded of it right you know and so if you've never fasted and you think what would that really do well it's hard to really put your finger on it until you experience it because it does change something it does right yeah Our friend Jerry Boyer posted this today on his Facebook page. We are fattened to the point of feeling invulnerable to the degree that our political and cultural wars really have more of the dynamic of hobby Mm -hmm. than of reality. Live action video game versions of civil wars and so morally self-satisfied that we can't imagine that anyone other than our brothers, enemies in different states or different classes are fully responsible for all the evils which have befallen us. So it's Lent, which rhymes with repent. And repent doesn't mean confess the sins of the other guys. It means repent of your own. I repent of mine, you repent of yours. 
And this involves fasting. Sorry, but it does. No one likes fasting. But fasting says, in a way which involves an unignorable suffering, that our only hope is the bread of life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which comes from the mouth of the Lord. Because fasting is repentance, that you actually feel in your body. It is an ancient to-do calendar reminder system. Every time you feel hungry as you fast, it's a little ding which pops up, which reminds you to pray. That's so good. So the ding, the ding of the slight hunger pains. Now, look, we talk about, you know, when we go and fundraise, we talk about starving children. All the time. Guatemala. We've seen them. Haiti. We've met starving kids. We've met starving adults. The ding in their life is it's, it's a, perpetual. It's a fire bell. And they are not voluntarily fasting to be into the mind of Christ. This is our, I think it's essentially, even though it's an ancient ancient tradition, this is an American thing that, can you imagine if the country itself submitted itself to regular fasting, yeah. the denial of self, mm-hmm. how that would change all of our hearts and minds? Right. Now, of course, that's not going to happen. But I wonder about us here. I mean, you know, you're part of our audience. You're listening to us right now. You call yourself a believer in Jesus. Maybe. Maybe you don't call yourself a believer in Jesus. Have you ever tried fasting? What was that experience like? I'd love to know. We'd love to know. How does that work, whether you're fasting at this second or you've been on a journey? Or you've never fasted but maybe thought you should or maybe considered the option but thought, that's weird. What's that going to do? Or you've done it and you go, that's a train wreck. I don't ever want to do that again. I miss my (laughs) ding-dongs. We'd like to know about fasting. I mean, because as iron sharpens iron, this denial of self, would you give us a call at 800-320-8255? 800-320-8255. Is anybody out there who's done this? Can you give us some insight? Have you tried fasting? What was the experience like? We'd love to know. 800-320-8255. We'll take a quick break. Come back. And join us. Be part of this conversation. Let iron sharpen iron today on this Ash Wednesday and tell us about your fasting habits or not, how that works in your life. 800-320-8255. 101.5-WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Katie Nicole in Jesus' name. In Jesus' is everything we need from unspoken and crazy people from casting crowns crazy people. the best new music and pittsburgh's favorites 101.5 word fm on the weekend does money scare you confuse you the talk of it the thought of it the ebb and flow day-to-day use of it Most people are flummoxed by money, especially the long-range use of money. A mortgage, a cash-out finance, refinance. You hear those words, and a lot of us shrug our shoulders and think, "Uh, that's not me, that's for somebody else who's got it together. 
Over many months, you've heard me talk about the family behind United Faith Mortgage. This is a real family, in many ways like yours and mine, who are trying to do the right thing daily, at the same time do good in this world, while also trying to make a living. Surrender to your fears over money and talk to the family at United Faith Mortgage. There's no shame here, no confusion. It's a small family team with a big power backing of the direct lender advantage. No pressure, just a good fit to help you move forward in your life for a new home and financial freedom. United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm listener 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. We are talking about fasting on this Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday day. I mean, it's it's for a lot of people. It's a deeply holy day. It's fabulous. And this year, it seems even more so. Yeah. And wondering about fasting. Have you tried fasting? What was the experience like? Can you tell us? Are you an advocate? Let's go back to the phones. Eight hundred three two zero eight two five five. Miriam, you're with us. Thanks for joining the show. Tell us uh, what's fasting like in your life. Hi, um, I fast one day a week during Lent. I've done it probably for the last, I don't know, three or four years. Okay. And I really like it. It makes me, every time I get a hunger pain, it makes me stop and say a prayer or think of somebody that needs a prayer or whatever. It definitely makes me think about praying more all day, the whole day. That's a good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so describe it then. Is it a 24-hour fast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do it all day. I eat... Uh, dinner usually around six or seven o'clock at night, and then I don't eat after that until the next, the whole day, and then the next morning. So it's more than twenty-four hours, but um, it really doesn't. It, it's not as big a deal as I thought it would be, to be honest. Okay, so you thought I mean, about I thought it before. It'd be way harder. It thought you thought about it beforehand, and then you were like, "No, nah, I don't want to do that." And then you talked yourself into it. Yeah, I, I didn't think I would be able to do it, and so the first time I, I don't giving uh, for Lent, you used to give things up yeah. and that seemed kind of counterproductive because i felt you know if i give chocolate up then i'm losing weight so i have an ulterior motive and that didn't seem right so i wanted to do something that would be harder and i definitely like food so that's really hard for me um so that's why i did that and i and i don't tell anybody the day i'm doing it 
because the Bible says you're not supposed to be bragging about oh, that kind right. of stuff and telling people what you're doing. So I try to pick a day that nobody would notice. Like, you know, I don't have a dinner to go to. You know, it's nobody's birthday. They're going to have cupcakes right. or I don't have to say no. You know, I try to pick a day and nobody's going to notice. Right. And that's what I do. Wait, so because I'm asking, it's not boastful, but are you fasting today? No, no. Um, I'll probably do it tomorrow or I'll start next week. I'm not sure. I'm going to think about that. Um, but no, I'm not doing it today. And I, I usually don't do it on the big days. Yeah. I don't okay. know why. I don't do it on Good Friday either. I don't know why. But I like the idea of fasting for a purpose. I never thought of that before. Right. Have you told, do you have non-Christian friends that you talk about this to? Um, no. Probably anybody that knows I do it are Christians. And believers. But not too many people know I do it. That's well, good. Well, thanks for calling, Mary. Yeah, very good really insight. appreciate that. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Let's go back to the phones. We're talking about fasting. Do you fast? What it's like? 800-320-8255. Sauda? Yes, I'm here. Welcome in. Hi. Tell us about fasting Hi. in your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, honestly, I started fasting. Um, I just turned 48, and I started fasting when I was 22 years old. Wow. Really? Um, I am a Christian. Um, I absolutely love the Lord, but I grew up in an Islamic background. And so in that time, there was a time of fasting for Ramadan. And so I learned how to fast during that time. And so when I became a Christian and learning how to fast and move in Christ to strengthen my walk, to strengthen my testimony, to strengthen my um, prayer time, I began to fast, not necessarily waiting for Lent, but always seeking God to move me higher, always seeking God to do greater things in my life. And I noticed that as I just turned 48, I just came off of a 27-day fast. And it really wasn't about food, even though I always try to put good things in my body. I really learned about the Daniel fast early on, where you're just kind of consuming all things from the earth, you know, putting away sugar, putting away things that are salty, um, allowing yourself to take in vegetables and fruits and things of that sort. But um, this fast that I just actually um, came off of was really about tapping more into the mindset to read more, to, to step away from the world, to step away from TV, to step away from those things that we find ourselves so easily getting caught up in, you know, putting on the TV all day long. And so I came home and I started reading and I actually have gone through four books in one month. And I said, my God, you know, I just, I praise him because he's always enlightening me and taking me just to another understanding of who he is. And to me, I, I, I fast yearly, I fast seasonally, I fast whenever God puts it on my heart, because it's really not about man telling you when to fast. But when God says, you know, I want to I show you something in me. There's a revelation in me. There's some light in me, and I think you need to draw closer to me. And sometimes we have to put away those things that just so easily beset us. That's fabulous. Wow. That's very powerful. Sada. Wait, Sada. I'm so glad you called. So you said a 27-day fast. What was that like? Yeah. Yes, I just came off a 27-day fast. So you're, you're um, eating. It, it you're eating, beautiful. right? Oh, yes. Yes. Like I said, I'm always eating, I'm always eating well. I'm always eating properly. But, you know, like I said, this fast was really about um, stepping away from the world. 
Coming home and not turning on that TV. Coming home and picking up my word. Coming home and picking up the sword to sharpen somebody else's sword. How can you sharpen somebody else's sword? I love how you kept talking about that. If you're not sharpened yourself. And so to me, I just, I felt like God was just saying, it's time to draw nearer. It's eating honey Netflix a subscription, Hulu, and store, and all those things, they can just take you and you consume you. But we can't be powerful for God. We can't be the vessel that God would have us to be if we're constantly taking in the things that, you know, God didn't want that for us. No, I don't believe it at all. And don't get me wrong, I enjoy TV, too. (laughs) You know, know, please don't misunderstand, but I believe that for the the things that I pray for to to, to be awakened and enlightened and to move, I own a beauty salon, and every person that walks in my door, I'm greeting them with energy and life and encouragement and enlightenment and, and prophecy and telling them how good God is. And to me, that takes that time to step away from those things, like I said, that just hold us down and, 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 and tie us down. And, and we have to be able to really come with an encouraging word. And to me, God says, you know, draw near, come closer. And, and Lent is the perfect time to do it. But as I said, it's really not about man telling you when to fast. But I believe that when you really start getting into the Word, God will lead you into that doorway, into that gateway, into that portal where he's saying, I can speak to you, and it's our time now. Fabulous. Well, that was a message. Sada, that's Sada, excellent. thank you. Thank you so much. A really great wow. phone call. Really terrific. Terrific. 800-320-8255. We're loving this conversation. Yeah, we really like different people's perspectives yep, on people this. people are calling. Um, join us. Let's go back to the phones. Yeah, th- uh, let's see. Uh, Christine, line three. Hi, Christine. Hi, how are you? Well, how are you? Tell us about fasting. Have you done it? Um, I've done it actually a lot, but I have to say that um, I came from a house where we didn't really have a lot of food when I was little. Mm. So food food became something for me that I couldn't wait to get enough of. Okay. And, um, because of my household, um, I was always seeking food for comfort. So. Sure. When I decided to fast, it really wasn't about God. It was about losing weight and not letting food control me. But what ended up happening was that I would wake up and food wasn't the first thing on my mind. God was. So it was as though he filled the void instead of the food. So being that my motivation was just to lose weight, I ended up having more time with God and turning on my Bible app instead of Facebook. And it was, it just was like automatic. It just happened. You know, like there was room for God to work now because food wasn't the first thing on my mind. So it just was, it was enlightening to me. and, And I feel like I didn't have a lot of toxins in my body. Like my body wasn't working on filtering out all the garbage, you know, so I felt better. I mean, I had a spring in my step and everything. Like, I just, it was just good. And then then I found myself praising God all the time for that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to see that there are unintended consequences yeah, right. uh, that are so positive that draw you closer. Right. Yeah, it was a great experience, and I have to do it again, actually. <laughs> oh, that's an encouragement. Christine, that's excellent. Thank for, you so much. For all of us. Great 800-320-8255, 800-320-8255. Are you fasting today? What does that look like? Offer that encouragement to us. Let's go back to the phones. Uh, this is 9-4? Yeah. Darlene, welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, Darlene. Tell us, <laughs> tell us about fasting. I appreciate this topic. However, I've maybe fasted two or three times before. Okay. Um, 
and it's it's I've, I've given up stuff for Lent. Um, I I consider myself a Christian. Okay, I'm black, a Baptist, and I'm spiritual. Now there are times when God lays something on my heart, and I feel I have to fast. Usually it's food, but it could be social media, it could be the phone, it could be a TV show, TV. I fast for you know candy. I fast different kinds of foods, and even this is something for me because I fasted before for um, reasons, uh, health reasons. You know, I, I wanted to pray specifically, and I needed for the, this uh, spirit to to touch me and to hear me and speak to me. Yeah. And um, I um I, I've I've fasted for these things. I mean, you know, people have even fasted sex. Where you know they didn't, and, and 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 when you crave for the things that you don't have and that you're giving up, is when I hit the Bible, I pray, I read about it, and and it, it draws me spiritually near God, and as well as the Holy Spirit near me, and and it's and it's given up. I like the way the lady said it before that you give up the materialistic things and you give in spiritual and it just it just works around you feel better you feel like you, you've gained something you've given up something you've gained something back and anything considering god and this holy spirit is better for us anyway i'm into that thanks for that phone call darling what i love is that everyone's called so far there is a passion mm-hmm. as they describe yeah, this right clearly it's life-changing in many many ways 800-320-8255 are you fasting ash wednesday let's go back to the phones okay robert welcome in the ride home Thanks for calling. Hi, Hi Kathy. John. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, been, I've I've gone I've gone five days with zero food. What? Or, yeah, yeah. I've gone. I've fasted for five days with no food at all. Just water, coffee. Now this was this was before I was a student of Christ. So this was strictly for uh, health benefits I and see. things like that. Yeah. So, um, but. Uh, it's amazing what goes on in, in your body whenever you do that. And the hunger is gone in a day and a half. Hmm. And you literally don't feel hunger after that. Now, I'm sure now you go much longer than that. You know, hunger does set in. But, uh, you know, your body starts to consume the calories and the fat that you have in your body. Your My energy level incredibly went through the roof it was just amazing what it did for me Interesting. Um, now i have i did this about four years ago i guess i was like 53 then something like that maybe 52 um i still occasionally do it but i haven't gone for that long of a duration Right. Okay. So, Robert, you said you did this before you were a believer. Now that you are a believer, I'm yeah. assuming that you are a believer. There's been a change, obviously. Right. And I wouldn't say I wasn't a believer then, but I wasn't a student of Christ. Then. I see. Okay. Fair enough. You know, I, I always believed in Christ, but uh, I wasn't necessarily a follower or a, a I student. Hey, but listen, okay, I mean, that's excellent. Thank you, Robert. Very Appreciate powerful. that phone call. I mean, five days of fasting without anything, that's really interesting. Yeah. Okay, we'll take a quick break. We have to, uh, but we'll come back. Uh, join us, 800-320-8255. On this Ash Wednesday, we are talking about fasting, what it does to your life. Stay with us. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses. 
watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MetaShare has a new option called MetaShare 65+. Plus. MetaShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MetaShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MetaShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. Poverty was already rampant in Haiti, but the last two years have been especially devastating for the children and their families. You can help when you sponsor a child with Compassion International. Get started today by texting the word radio to 97646. Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. Hey, thanks for being with us. Ash Wednesday, we're talking about fasting. Have you done it? How does it work? Taking phone calls, let's go to the lines and talk to Skip. Hey, Skip, uh, what's your insight? Hey, hi, John. Hi. Yeah, hey, um, just to let you know, I'm, I want to listen to your show every day on my way home from Manaka. Yeah, I live out in Evans City, and I love your show. Hey, thanks, Kip. Appreciate it. But um, tonight, you know, I enjoy, to be honest, I enjoy a nice glass of wine when I get home yeah. after our day. And uh, I'm not going to do it tonight. I, I didn't fast on food today because I have a pretty physical job, but um, I'm going to fast on that and Time go to my pray. And I want to tell you, when I was a young man, I was saved, young boy, and then I backslid quite a ways for quite a number of years. When I wanted to come back to the Lord, I fasted for three days and just water only, and I had the closest time with my Savior, Jesus Christ, I've ever had. Fabulous. 
it, it really works. And I also just wanted to put a good, strong uh, praise out for my Lord because he was the ultimate faster. He went into the mm. desert for 40 days. And what a tough man, physically, mentally, Jesus Christ was to Amen. do that. Yeah. And the devil uh, was tempting him the whole time. He had to be so weak. But fought off the devil, like you said, with the bread, with the word of life, word of God. Yep. So praise our Savior. I'm really proud of the nation for what they're doing right now. Fasting, I wish I could be a bigger part of that. But thank you for your show, and God bless the Ukrainians. Thank you, Skip. God bless you as well. Hey, you're fasting, right? You're giving up something that's important to you at the end of the day because you, you, know, it's your, you needed that. So tonight, you fast. Listen, for everybody, this is just an encouragement, right? We are a very difficult time here for all of us. So fasting's a good way. But if you can't fast, you don't want to fast, I get that. But pray. Praise our greatest weapon. Wherever you are in your walk today, give thanks and praise to our Lord and Savior for all his strength, his grace, his forgiveness, his glory. To Jesus Christ be praised. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.